in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Welcome to the Tech Today podcast powered by CEO Raider. It's your host, John Mayetta. I want to speak about Broadcom, ticker AVGO. They've been in the news over the past week with respect to working to acquire cybersecurity firm Symantec, ticker SYMC, in an enterprise value that's been bandied about. I've seen numbers between 20 and 22 billion. Most recent figure I saw this morning was 22 billion. Somewhat competitive PE is involved, but typically when a strategic acquirer like Broadcom is interested, they have the ability to outbid private equity. What I think is interesting about the deal is Broadcom has rolled up the semiconductor space over the past number of years. If you recall, a year and a half or so ago, they worked to acquire Qualcomm, and the Trump administration blocked that deal. And since then, they've turned their focus to enterprise software. And the company acquired Computer Associates, then known as CA Technologies, for $21 billion in November of 2018, and now Symantec. So I, I like Symantec for a couple of reasons, and enterprise software in general in terms of a, a focus area for Broadcom. The semiconductor industry, uh, cyclical in nature. When you add large enterprise software companies, you mitigate that cyclicality. Enterprise software companies typically don't have uh, a, a cyclical nature to them. The only negative periods I could think of in enterprise software, I'm just kind of thinking back over the past 30 plus years, 2001, 9-11, when all sectors were, were hit by the World Trade Center terrorist event. 2004, when Sarbanes-Oxley was, Sarbanes-Oxley was implemented, you had a period of about three to six months where spending slowed as people went, as CFOs and CEOs delayed purchase decisions to implement Sarbanes-Oxley. And then, of course, in the, the Great Recession of 2008-2009, spending slowed. You didn't see revenues go negative for the enterprise software companies, but they slowed appreciably to a couple points of growth to flat revenue. It was more that that type of thing. Nothing where you had uh, enterprise software companies going out of business. And the reason why you have this predictability durability are recurring revenue streams. So many new software companies, as we've talked about before, are built on recurring revenue models, subscription revenue models. So you have that pro rata rev rec. Cash flows come in up front, but the rev is recognized over the duration of a deal. But even pre, pre-subscription revenue, subscription revenue came on vogue. It didn't go mainstream, but it sort of broke through as a revenue model in 2004 when Salesforce.com introduced the subscription revenue model. And when they had their successful IPO and continued to grow and gain traction and scale, and as investors you know, awarded Salesforce a valuation multiple that was higher due to predictability. Subsequently, New software companies mimicked Salesforce's model, but even pre-Salesforce, many of these enterprise software companies that have been around for 20 or 30 years, you know, take the case of Symantec, who, by the way, does have subscription revenue products, but many of these older enterprise software companies who may have a combination of perpetual license and subscription, the old perpetual business will still have a large recurring revenue component, and that is because you have these maintenance revenue streams that have accrued over the years, and the maintenance revenue piece is recurring. And so for some of these older enterprise software companies, you may have recurring revenue that's 80% or more of the total revenue stream, and the perpetual piece will be a little stub position. So for that reason, for the recurring revenue reason, 
it, it mitigates the risk of cyclicality tied to these semiconductor companies. So it smooths out volatility. And so I think what will happen in the case of Broadcom, should they continue down this path of acquiring enterprise software companies, they'll see their valuation multiple go up as recurring revenue become, as, as revenue becomes more predictable due to recurring revenue, as profitability becomes more predictable, cash flows become more predictable. And then number two, specifically as it relates to cybersecurity, what I like about that space is it, it's, a, it's a horizontal, it fits in what I call horizontal acquisitions, and that cybersecurity cuts across all industry verticals. It's not a specific domain like healthcare IT would be a sp- specific domain. And so you have companies like Symantec, McAfee, Checkpoint that have been around for years, but then you have a whole host of, of newcomers in the cybersecurity space that were founded 10 years ago, five years ago. So I, I think there's going to be plenty of opportunity. There'll be the opportunity to acquire companies like Symantec that are profitable, and there'll be an opportunity if you're, if you're Broadcom to acquire some of these bleeding edge cybersecurity companies that leverage machine learning for threat detection. You know, the machine learning is really good at, at detecting patterns. And so a lot of these newer cybersecurity companies have have built their platform on top of, uh, or with rather with machine learning as the underpinning. And so there'll be an opportunity for Broadcom to acquire some of those, uh, which are smaller companies, not as profitable, many of them running sort of at break even or a modest loss, but you acquire them to, to uh, effectively substitute for R&D. Cybersecurity space moves so fast, it's so fluid, that in addition to your own organic product development effort, it makes sense to execute tuck-in acquisitions to augment your product development effort, because it's really a, a cat and mouse game. Cybersecurity in general is a cat and mouse game. So we wrote about this yesterday at Tech Today. Uh, if you have any feedback, you could ping us on it, and we'll see you all next time.